0: it's time for breaking bread with papa hey don't you know
1: hey it's our goal hey it's time for breaking bread with papa hey don't you know hey it's also a show hey hey everybody welcome to another edition of breaking bread with tom papa i am tom papa thank you so much for listening I've been running into a lot of you out on the road lately. And, uh, I always like when you're playing in front of all these people, a thousand people, whatever. And at the end, when you're signing books and you have a couple of people come up and the, are podcast listeners, um, a much warmer place in my heart for you folks. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming out and supporting the tour and all that good stuff. And, uh, and, um, it just means a lot. Thank you very much. We've got a good one today. We've got Kelsey Cook on the program. Very funny comedian. Has a new stand-up special coming out in March called uh, The Hustler. And I'm very excited for you to um, uh, spend some time at the table with Kelsey. Really, really great person. I knew she was very funny, and now I know she's uh, even more than that. A super, super cool human being. I'd like to thank the good people at Diet Smoke. For sponsoring the program today, dietsmoke.com, where you can get federally legal premium THC products. Yes, Diet Smoke delivered right to your door. They guarantee there's a THC product for everyone. Different levels, different balance. You eat a little and just relax. Just a nice little buzz that doesn't blow your head off, but gives you uh, a little respite from Every day for breaking bread, listeners shop now at dietsmoke.com and use the code Papa, P A P A at checkout for twenty percent off your entire first order. That's dietsmoke, D I E T dietsmoke.com code Papa at checkout for twenty percent off. So here we are. This is kind of a. Uh, this is kind of a moment for me in the year. I always kind of clock, you know, you go through the holidays and then you have a kind of the residual and you're still eating a bunch and some people go New Year's and go dry January and and try and cut back on all of their stuff and do their life right. That never really makes much sense to me. I always feel like get to the Super Bowl and that, cause you know, you're gonna have a big blowout then. So why even try and lie to yourself that you're gonna behave yourself <laughs> before that happens? And now we just passed it. And uh, I always kind of had this thing when I was like in, right around college and stuff when, if I had uh, if I was drinking with my friends or, and I knew I was gonna kind of cut back, or if we were smoking weed and we we're gonna cut back, just kind of like go excess at that last moment and smoke all the weed you have left and you're like "Ugh, all right done and I don't need that for six months uh same thing with the food and yesterday the Super Bowl as of the recording of this uh it was my blowout we had chili we had giant beef hot dogs we had giant uh focaccia pizzas We completely, uh, went off the rails. There was charcuterie, there was cheese, there was everything. And, um, what I'm trying to say is your pal Tommy is, uh, is full. I am full up. (laughs) I don't need, uh, alcohol. I don't need food. I don't need to chew. I think I'm pretty good and I'm not going to go dry January or make any declarations, uh, I'm not Look, I started the morning off today eating a scone that I made over <laughs> over the weekend, a nice sweet sweet blueberry scone, which by the way, pretty easy to make, and I just had a whole bunch of blueberries. This is another strategy that I'm going with by the way. Uh, I know this is going against my not eating, but you know what I mean. Uh I always go off shopping and I buy all this food and then kind of mill around What are we going to eat tonight and end up ordering or end up whatever? I'm letting the pantry and the refrigerator dictate what I'm going to make. Open the drawer and be like, oh, right. We had kale for some reason. Open the pantry. Oh, there's potatoes in here that are starting to grow things. Uh, let Let the food that you have in the house dictate where you're going to go and what you're going to make. And just get in there and find the stuff and then make something out of it rather than sit there on the couch like a big lump and just be like, I'm in the mood for sushi tonight. Yeah, sometimes, okay. But just get in there and, and especially if you shop a lot. If you don't shop a lot and you're one of those people that lives in an apartment and there's, you open it up and the only thing in the refrigerator is like snake food. Uh, <laughs> This isn't a good strategy. But if you have a home and you do go to the store and you buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I did have a good moment yesterday at the Super Bowl, by the way, was there was another couple there who I did not know. And I'm not bragging, but I'm bragging that they found the bread and were blown away by the bread. And it's very nice when people don't know that you made something and they're raving about the thing that you brought in. And then uh, and then you get to come in with like, yeah, yeah, that's mine. It's a very cool that moment during the Super Bowl, uh, the new uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck movie called Air about Michael Jordan joining with Nike for the first time. And I may have a part in it that you might want to uh, go to the movie just to see your friend Tom. Yeah, I'm a little chubby in it, but it was for the role. Matt was a little chubby in it, too, but he had to wear padding to look even skinnier than me. Whatever. Anyway, it's cool. It was a good trailer, and uh, people are into the movie. You can tell already there's like a nice little uh, rumbling going on about it, and uh, it's the first one that Ben and Matt are making for their new uh, artist equity company. So uh, very cool, and I'm proud to be a part of it. So go uh, check that out. And uh, also, the tour is going along, TomPapa.com. Look for all my dates. I'm all over the place. A lot of them have been selling out, but we added an extra show in Atlanta. There's now a late show in Atlanta and a late show in Chicago at the Vic. So we're adding shows and touring all over the place. Go to TomPapa.com and look up all of that goodness. All right, enough for the intro let's get to Kelsey uh really really great person you're going to enjoy this conversation she is a uh just a sweetheart and there's a lot of depth there and a lot of uh a lot of great things happening comedy wise and uh enjoy Kelsey Cook (music) nice to see you yes you too yeah how long (laughs) are you out here for
2: Oh, just another couple of days. Just another
1: couple days. So you're staying, where are you staying, a hotel or friends? Or? Uh,
2: I stay with my friend Taylor Tomlinson, ah. who I know you also had on. Yes. And yeah, it's, I, I was kind of adding this to what was already a crazy, I, I went to Spokane to see my family right? and then went to Portland to do Helium and then came here to do podcast promo and run my tonight show set I just found out I'm doing that in two weeks so it's been kind of like a hectic, oh, <laughs> a hectic week I yeah.
1: know it really is when you wake up on a day when you're home and you wake up on a day where you have nothing even a spot that night yeah <laughs> it's so rare but what a great day that is
0: <laughs>
1: it, it,
2: it's, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> it's so nice because you just went through um your special promo not that long ago yeah and it's, yeah. it is a beast. It's like doing all the things, just trying to get the word out. Yeah. yeah. And you're like,
1: oh, I'm going to be done with touring. So that'll be nice. And then the special come out and then you realize, oh, but <laughs> now I'm traveling it never for stops. that. Yeah. 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 It never stops. Oh, yeah. those days when you have absolutely nothing. And then yeah. I start to crave nothing to a point where if one little thing pops up, you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Really? I've got to go. To the post office?
2: Oh, mail something. <laughs> your tolerance just drops so quickly.
1: Yeah, there's no way.
2: Yeah, I don't know what it is about having to do like a like a clothing return, anything that involves FedEx or the post office. But it's like forget it. Feels like somebody's asking me to fly across the country to do it. I don't know why it takes so much energy.
1: My fr- my f- friend and assistant Joey is here, mm-hmm. and the whole reason we work together is so he'll go to the post office.
2: <laughs> True. I know. I'm like, I don't need an assistant. I would love to hire somebody just for that for me.
1: It would be a great actual service.
2: Yeah. Why? There needs to be an app yeah. for just returning things. I have so many clothes <laughs> in my closet that are ill-fitting that I don't like, but it's because I bought them online and I just, you the can't. time passed for me to return them. And so I'm like, well, I, you I, live here now.
1: For some reason, I think I was bu- trying to buy uh, a baby gift for my friend yeah and i was it's been it's too long like i Mm -hmm. just got to get something i wanted to be meaningful and now that's done now i'm like it's got to be now it's
2: just a thing and then
1: i thought i ordered a baby like blanket and a fitted king sheet showed up my wife was like do you live somewhere else like this doesn't even fit our bed I'm like, no! It was supposed to be a baby. I don't know what I did. She's like, well, you gotta bring, you gotta bring it back. I'm like, yeah, it's not gonna happen. We have a kid fitted king sheet now to Yo, the end of time. i just not have to
2: buy a king mattress. I'm not printing a
1: label. <laughs> <laughs> and going, too much. I can't do it.
2: Yeah. That's so hilarious. What a puzzle for your wife to try to solve. Like, does he have another life? But, like, why would just yeah, like, be she... involved in it? Like, yeah, right? such a weird... Yeah,
1: yeah. I was like, even if it was my girlfriend, like, would I just buy her a fitted sheet? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, bring it to her house? This
2: Walter White other life. Yeah, like, like what... burn her phone of a king sheet. Yeah, that's a great mystery. Yeah, but... what an
1: odd relationship that would be. I know. If you're buying, like, random sheets for your... Mistress what? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but no, we're going to have them. So if, if you have right. a king sheet, you can have it. And this is I your bread. So. so that's good if you're going to stay with her. Feel out the underneath just because I timed it out oh this morning
2: gosh. when I
1: was uh, doing my radio show.
2: This is so kind that you do this. I mean, so here's... Okay. I, I had to tell you um, at some point because I feel like an imposter. I okay. Actually, I can't eat bread. You can't. I can't. Taylor
1: can we'll eat it
2: taylor will eat it okay um I, sh- I feel like i shouldn't be allowed on your show this is such a wonderful thing you do and i can't even eat it
1: well I'm so sorry. before we kick you out i know i was like so if you bounce me i'll understand what do you have fibromyalgia <laughs> what's the thing called <laughs> <laughs>
2: the clinical terminal. why can't you eat bread so um back when gosh when was this was this in college mm. i went and got my hair done okay and the salon i went to they were doing free facial waxing that day uh-huh. they're just like well you're getting your hair colored people were here just they're training we're just doing them a free little spa thing and i was like okay so this lady waxed my entire face uh-huh. which i i didn't you know i was like a <laughs> teenager whatever waxed my entire face and then while all my pores were open she like rubbed oil in them and I i mean she was just like walking around doing stuff didn't have clean hands basically just rubbed a bunch of dirt and bacteria deep into my pores and I had a crazy like cystic acne breakout happen whoa and went to the doctor they gave me um an, an antibiotic for that but anytime I would try to get off of it my skin would get really bad again and so they're like you know what You I mean just keep taking it fast forward to I think I was on it for like Three years or something. Which On is, what? Uh, it was like...
1: The antibiotic?
2: The antibiotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember what it three was called. Three years? But that's way too long to yeah. be on an antibiotic.
1: Where were you living? Where were these doctors?
2: Oh, like Cheney Washington. I mean, like in the <laughs> boonies. They're, they'll just toss pills at your face and be like... Just what he had
1: it. in the locker. Yeah.
2: But that's, I mean, way, way, way longer than you should be on that. And so yeah. what that did is it was killing all of the good bacteria in my stomach
1: the biome the
2: biome yeah yeah yeah. that's why people tell you to take probiotics and all that especially if you're taking antibiotics and i wasn't and so i was developing all of these issues i was getting like ibs acid reflux all these things and then um candida i I saw an esthetician i used to have little bumps all over my face Mm -hmm. and she's like so i can tell just by looking that you've had an overgrowth of candida in your body for a few years were you on antibiotics for a long time and i was like yeah and she goes. So you need to forever stop eating bread, stop eating cheese, stop eating anything um, that's like fermented uh, or uh-huh. rises that feeds that bacteria.
1: Whoa! Wait a second. Let's go back for a sec. Yeah. Uh, candida.
2: Candida. Hmm.
1: It sounds like a. It sounds like one of like a weird. Like, <laughs> like a weird sus- soda you get in like <laughs> Haiti. <pop>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, a
1: stevia based <laughs> candy. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a weird Canadian treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've I never had wish. candida? I wish. <laughs> it's like orange sherbet and chocolate.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. So, what is
1: candida? That so, is the biome. That is like the
2: It's oh, it's been a long time since I did all the research about it, but it's You can make it up. Great, perfect. <laughs> it's I believe it's the the actual bad bacteria.
1: The bad bacteria. Mm,
2: or like the byproduct of of it but it's kind of like zombies like it's very hard to kill in your body it just feeds off of Uh um, that stuff that you put in it and so you have to kind of like starve it out right for it to go away but um you know it, jeez the symptoms pop up differently in different people so for me it was like those gut issues skin problems um i was really tired all the time like a lot of brain fog and then i did the candida cleanse and um have had to kind of stick to it now for like a decade and
1: a decade
2: yeah it changed my life i feel much better but i'm like heartbroken because i
1: how long did it take you to figure it out because usually those things are
2: um it sounds
1: like you solved it pretty quickly
2: well once I had started doing the um the process of cutting those things out I felt so much better within um like a few weeks who decided it was your gut it was so it was an esthetician who was looking at my skin and and that's how it was yeah she like uh, asked me all these questions and it was like yes 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 And then was like, yeah, you've
1: got... Jeez, she was ahead of her time.
2: She's amazing. She's like Jennifer Garner's esthetician. She was, I don't know if she's still with this comedian. She was with a comedian years ago. So she was just hanging out in the green room at one of the shows. And I was like, I know this is probably annoying to ask you to do your job when you're not clocked in, but I have a bunch of skin issues. And I just wondered like, can you look at my skin and tell me if anything's obvious? And she changed my life in the Parlor Live Comedy Club Green Room in Bellevue, Washington.
1: Jeez. <laughs> like completely
2: changed my life. but
1: That's I- amazing that she was able to look at your face and yeah. be like, this is what's going on and, yeah. then, and nail it. And it was spot. I mean, it was exactly. God.
2: Yeah, and so it cleared up, like, my acid reflux went away, all this stuff. But I used to, my whole life, like, pizza was my favorite food, Mm. burgers were my favorite food. And so to not have bread and cheese has been devastating.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. I don't know if I would... I probably would take all the symptoms.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. So people are like, listen, that would just be my life. I'd just be a foggy-headed, bumpy-faced, Jeez. sad lady.
1: <laughs> a bumpy-faced, sad lady. <laughs> shoving
2: bread in their mouth.
1: Well, there's time. There's the, life is chapters. You're yeah. killing it now. You specials. You're Thank doing you. talent. Like There's a lot of reasons why yeah. you, you need to be nice on the camera.
2: Yeah, that is a tough thing. Yeah,
1: you can turn into a troll later after you've had... Some success, and, you, and then you have that chapter where you're like, "You're not gonna, you know, box yeah. me in, and I'm gonna zig when you want me to zag." Yeah. Then you go. I bread, burrow. Bread I burrow like a raccoon. <laughs> well, give yeah. this to uh, to Taylor and and. I will. Yeah, and you can just feel. You can just it. feel the warmth.
2: I smell it sometimes, just to be mean to myself, and remember when it can I smell it?
1: Yeah, you can do whatever you want with it.
2: Oh my god, it smells so good.
1: Yeah. Yep. but it's filled with candida so sad. <laughs> so how come why wouldn't it's just so so they created such an imbalance mm-hmm. in your gut mm-hmm. that you're like you're a petri dish for that for the to the end of time <laughs> yeah we'll like you s- it's not like it, it's not like you get ahead of it and you can go back
2: Apparently some people can and then some people just don't. And so I was hoping I would be somebody that could. But anytime I've tried to bring any of it back, Mm -hmm. I feel sick right away. Um, Mushrooms are another thing I can't have because Uh it's a fungus. It feeds that. And I was having um, a dairy-free cream cheese for a long time that Mm -hmm. I loved. And then without me knowing, they changed the... Recipe, And they started using mushroom extract as a preservative in it. Mm. But I kept buying it not knowing. And about, I don't know, like at at a certain point over the course of a month, my skin had gotten to that really horrible cystic acne place again. I was like, what is going on? I haven't done anything different. And I looked at the label randomly one day and saw mushroom and like called their uh company was like hey just out of curiosity when did you start adding this in and it was like right when
1: i had noticed the
2: skin get worse so yeah it's i have tried to bring it back and it's just not uh
1: but it is pretty great that you like i know a lot of people that have an inkling that it mm -hmm. might be there but it's all so vague and they try things and it's like never really get a hold of it the food allergy the, stuff is Yeah, tough. That, Yeah, that you're dialed in is pretty great.
2: Yeah. There's a brand called Base Culture. I don't know if you've heard of it. They're in Whole Foods and health places. I can have their bread because they don't have a leavening, um, any sort of like fermentation process with uh-huh. it. And so that's... I've does it been able, like bread? It does. It looks and tastes like bread. It's actually great. But um, that I like almost had tears in my eyes the first time I had a sandwich again, like <laughs> yeah. a year ago. And I found this bread because it's like you forget it's I mean, like wraps are fine, but it's
1: yeah. No, like, I know.
2: Bunless burgers fucking suck.
1: Yeah, I know. It's not the same. It's not the same. Well, I'm sorry to torture you with this.
2: No, it's OK. I've it's so gotten, funny because
1: I literally was plotting it out like on my radio shows like <laughs> okay, we'll be right back after this. They're like, why'd we wrap? I'm, I have to pull the bread out oh, of the thing. I was like in the stages. God, of. <laughs> I feel horrible. No, no, no. I was, uh, you know, it, it, a gift is a gift. What you do with it is.
2: That's true. Yeah. It, it feels like a gift and I'm sorry.
1: What do you mean that you came from Carney folk? And is your dad <laughs> in the museum, the hall of yo-yo hall of fame? Because <laughs> I went to the, Yo- the yo-yo hall of fame. And um, I think it's, it's in one of the towns. I'm gonna look it up. It's okay. in one of the towns, Northern California. It's like in the oh. back of like a like a pharmacy. <laughs> sure, that's that
2: checks out. <laughs> that's what that deserves. Um, so my my parents met playing in a professional foosball tournament.
1: Right. You 80s. said that in your um in your act, which is very funny. Yeah.
2: Oh, thank you. what
1: what is that? How do you phrase it? That.
2: Um, oh, I like. I literally wouldn't exist if it weren't for foosball, it wasn't for foosball. which is sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that some people it wouldn't exist if it weren't for boxed wine. So it's kind of like, you know, we all have, we all have <laughs> right. a little garbage in us. Yeah. But, and then my dad was also, he is like an international yo-yo man. He doesn't really do it anymore, but he used to like travel overseas for yo-yo demonstrations. Overseas. Would get paid. And then he also is, um... His full-time job is that he's been a professional trumpet player in the Spokane Symphony for forty years. Wow! But he's got all these weird offshoots. He's like the poet laureate in Spokane. He's a slam poetry champion. Just a weird, Jeez. weird background with my family.
1: So wait, let's let, if you if you know if you know this stuff about your father. Okay. Um, when did he start his yo-yoing? Oh. Was he part of like the craze when like yo-yo? Yo-yo always seems to. It hasn't in a while but it always seems to have this moment of like it comes back and they put him on shows and
2: Yeah. Um I don't know what age he was when he got into it. I think it was like the Duncan Brothers? Does that sound right? Yes. That there was something going on with them with Yo-Yo and he saw it and got into it.
1: Uh-huh. So but he was a kid?
2: I think he was younger, yeah. And he like really he mastered it. He owns like a thousand yo-yos and has this crazy collection and can do all like just the craziest tricks
1: yeah that is amazing yeah that is the coolest. Yeah. And when you were a kid, that must have been super fun watching dad yo yo his ass off.
2: Yeah. The graph of coolness for that really depended on my age. <laughs> yeah. Because he would come to my elementary school when I was young and do demonstrations. And at that age, you're like, oh, my dad's the coolest. Like that was a fun thing. He's but then you get anywhere within a sniff of middle school and you're like, you stay home. Don't you dare set foot. I'm trying to lose my virginity at some point in my life. I can't have you. Hanging around here, this is not cool. Like you know, it's that's so tough.
1: It is so tough. <laughs>
2: that's a tough. Yeah, yet. but
1: anything that he would have done would have you, you're horrified by it at a certain point.
2: <laughs> yeah, you guys can just walk into the room and take a breath, and we're like, oh god.
1: Yeah, they say it's like a literally like a hormonal thing.
2: Oh, it was a hormonal nightmare. You have you're two just, daughters. Yeah, Oof, you've probably been through it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah like yeah different phases comes and goes yeah you just don't know what you're getting you just don't know yeah and you want them to yeah and then you throw social media on top of it oh my god, that's created like that that for me like there's they're pretty even keeled you know a little emotional and stuff yeah but you add in times when they're like deep into their phones that oh. that's when it's like it's like um them at more of a disadvantage like they're trying you know you want to you know yeah. you want to get a grip of this you don't want to feel like yeah why do i hate myself and everybody else yeah <laughs> right you're trying to yeah. wrangle that and you can't for you know a good amount of time and yeah. then you throw the phone on top of it
2: That's too much. And yeah, it's too much And it's too much I also, I mean, this is a personal question. You don't have to answer this. But for me, I also, I got on hormonal birth control at 17, trying to help my skin at the time. And Uh also, you know, then started to have a serious boyfriend. And I feel like that's something too with girls around that age, you're dealing already with so many crazy hormones. And then if you do either, if you're trying to get help with acne, if you become sexually active, those pills are like really tough on your body. And they don't really explain that to you as a, teenager and I remember feeling like, oh my God, once I finally got off the pill, like a decade later, I was like, Oh, I don't even know who that was.
1: Really? That was like a
2: it made me so anxious. It made all emotions feel very heightened. And yeah.
1: Yeah. It and there's so many things at play. Yeah. Like an acne medicine and there's a pill and there's an Oh my gosh. Yeah. ADHD yeah. thing. And there like so what in What's those the- combinations, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it really, it yeah, it's such a complex thing because then you're looking at these bottles. Yeah. And you're like, but I need that for this. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I know, but are you? It, are we? But is this
2: making this part? Yeah. Are we okay? Ours? Is yeah. everything?
1: There's, you know, there's a price for every little thing you put in your chemistry set.
2: Totally. It's, yeah.
1: But there is a hormonal thing, uh, from uh, daughters to fathers, where it's kind of a protective thing that that is not the male. That's oh. the, that's the male we're supposed to keep at a distance.
2: Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, can you explain more of this? Cause I haven't, this is fascinating to me. Yeah. Cause I definitely went through that with my dad where there was a period of time where I just like felt yeah. very, did not really want a relationship with him. Which almost. is such a
1: strange thing, but yeah. it's literally like the, the physical part of a young woman, like that is, that's not for us. That is keep that at a distance, like a protective breeding mechanism, which is so interesting. Yeah. Which is so insane.
2: Girls this when they're young. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Why didn't they tell dads before they I, decide they want to have children? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> or when your daughter like doesn't want to hug you and you're like, what's going yeah, on? Like, yeah. Everybody could benefit from that information. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. When I heard that, I was like, oh, that makes that makes sense, yeah. you know? That, yeah. That makes total sense. But, yeah, you can't uh, – you just got to kind of ride it out, I guess. So when did you yeah. start to – when did you – like, when did you, you say you were a hormonal mess? Was oh, it the yeah. pill? Was it around that time? Or no, that was 10 years after. So when well, did you like your the yo-yo guy again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember being in like middle school, high school, definitely feeling when I had hit puberty of mm-hmm. like, whoa, I feel, the emotions yeah. feel different yeah. lately. Yeah. So I remembered that. And then I remembered the feeling also of getting on birth control that it was just that anxiety, it felt a lot easier to have racing thoughts and just be more anxious. But I think you're so young that you think, oh, this is just like who I am.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: So that's what I meant where it's like, once I got off it, uh, my anxiety just became almost nothing. And right. I had just assumed that was part of my identity. So that right. was a really big thing to be like, oh, wow. And then uh, the Good. dad the dad stuff, I'm trying to think when I felt like I had wanted to become closer with him again. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes something happens when you go to college and then you do have some physical distance that it lets you kind of miss them more. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely those high school years, I just remember feeling pretty like anti- all that, like getting yeah. a hug felt like I just didn't want a hug. I just was <laughs> like a wet cat. I was just like, I don't, <laughs> so I don't want to talk. I don't want a hug. And then, yeah, I now my dad and I are super close, but. Just sitting all.
1: there with this yo-yo. like <laughs> She used to like.
2: This. She used to like walk the dog. <laughs> was, How fun. do
1: you make his living?
2: Uh, so trumpet. Trumpet. So yeah. Mm-hmm, that, was being, the, that was the paying
1: gig. That's the full time. Wow. Yeah. What mm-hmm. an interesting guy.
2: Yeah. And sometimes people go like, oh, I bet you had, I bet your parents were so supportive of you doing comedy because they had Mm -hmm. unconventional careers. But it actually, I think it was kind of the opposite, at least for my dad in the beginning, because I thought I was going to be a high school math teacher.
0: Uh
1: And
2: I think for a dad, that's like, great
1: right <laughs>
2: great like a just a stable yeah steady job awesome and then i was like i'm gonna be a clown <laughs> it's like a dad's nightmare that you're just gonna go try to do yeah. comedy that's yeah. that has to i would imagine as a parent be like do you have a degree like why <laughs> what are you doing why are you throwing your life away with this and also did I they w- push back my mom was always pretty supportive from the beginning my dad was a little more unsure Mm -hmm. until things started to happen and then i think he was like yeah okay something's happening with this yeah also i think from a dad's point of view to i I was dirtier when i had started Uh as i think some people you know that's i think more common and i think that's probably a good dad that if you see your daughter telling cum jokes you're not like yay <laughs> you're probably yeah. like what, no yeah. like wh- <laughs> why Who is this this yeah. isn't my daughter right. so i think that was probably a normal reaction
1: yeah that is hard
2: seeing your what again i'm not a parent but i would imagine it's like you always see your daughter as your little girl yeah and then you see them going on stage yeah saying whatever and it's like uh,
1: yeah what? and you're like what is this going to attract what, yes what, what guys are going to come around and for sure yeah all right let's take a quick break from our conversation with Kelsey and talk about our favorite sponsor diet smoke diet smoke makes federally legal premium THC products delivered discreetly right to your door diet smokes variety guarantees there's a THC product for everyone with a not just flavor, but also the degree and the kind of high that you kind of get for it. Uh, They've got blends with melatonin for sleep. They've got blends with caffeine for when you're on the move. And if you're looking to elevate any vibe, Diet Smoke has the product for you. Most importantly, Diet Smoke is great for all levels of THC consumers. Experienced users love the Delta 9 high for when they can't, melt into their couch, and still want to function. And Us Weekly, just named Diet Smokes Delta 8 gummies as best for beginners. That's my level. Even though I'm not a beginner, I'm not really a um, get high guy uh, very much anymore. But I do appreciate something, especially when I'm not drinking, that will give me just a little bit of relaxation and a little bit of an escape and will help me sleep if I do it early enough. This really is a chemistry set, but it is literally, if I can do it at the right time, a little away from dinner, but not too close to bed, where you can just have a couple moments of like feeling good, and then a nice sweet sleep and wake up with no hangover, that is the way to go. Diet smoke. Cares about their customers. Each flavor is handpicked through several weeks of testing and sampling before release. And best of all, you don't—if you don't enjoy your experience—their friendly customer service team will quickly address the issue. For breaking bread, listeners, shop now at dietsmoke.com. Use the code Papa P A P A for twenty percent off your entire first order. That's dietsmoke.com. Code Papa P A P A at checkout for twenty. What would your mom do?
2: So my mom um, was a, she was actually my high school French teacher.
1: Ah. She was the the
2: French and German teacher at my high school.
1: Oh, that's great. Do you you still speak?
2: I speak French, but not like super fluently. Uh I can understand it better. But uh, yeah, but she's like in the Foosball Hall of Fame and (laughs) world champion foosball player and all that. So definitely some strange...
1: Amazing. Is there footage on her?
2: Yeah. mm -hmm. Doing foosball? There's a documentary called Foosballers that was on, it's been on ESPN a few times and people can download it. I think it's on like iTunes or Apple or whatever. But yeah, she's in that and there are some clips online of her and I playing together too.
1: That is amazing. Yeah. I love this Carney family.
2: It's a, yeah, it's great. (laughs) Now I wouldn't want it any other way. Growing up, there were moments where I was like, this is,
1: I can you guys just be you know
2: dental hygienist or whatever like the rest of it
1: my- <laughs> was the house a strange setup like was there foosball where like normally there'd be a dining room table <laughs>
2: yeah, that was my apartment uh during the pandemic it was, was. Uh, i i had a foosball table instead of a dining room did table. you really yeah i was like i'll just eat on my couch like this is i've been so you love foosball footage. too yes yeah, so i've played my whole life um my parents There's actually a foosball table here in the studio because we used to shoot my web series here, Rissa Fury. But um, yeah, my parents were both training me since I was like two years old. Wow. So yeah, there were photos (laughs) of me standing on a stool so I could be tall enough to see the top of the table and they would put their hands on top of my hands and teach me how to play. So um, That's amazing. Yeah, my mom and I... my my dad doesn't really play so much anymore, but my mom and I would like still travel around and go to tournaments. And, really?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. Why do you love foosball? Other than your parent connection, like the game?
2: I think it's such. Um, I think it's such a hard game to master that yeah. there's something about that that feels. I, I like the challenge of it. Uh-huh. it. I think it's such a misunderstood sport it's such a bar game that people go in and just like spin the rods and (laughs) exactly don't but it's one of those things where it's like if you haven't seen it played on a professional level you most people don't even know what it looks like to be played at that way with the certain passing and different shots and and all of that right so <laughs> i love the escape of it when i'm playing it's mm-hmm. the only thing i can think about because right the ball is moving constantly you can't really break attention and yeah um also i've i've played sports my whole life but i've always been short so i was never like the hitter in volleyball or right. anything like that i was always the setter uh-huh. and for me getting to slam a foosball really hard is kind of like as close as I'll get to
1: being able to dunk right,
2: or anything like that. But yeah. it's such an adrenaline rush to hit the ball hard.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. That is <laughs> so, great. Were you guys successful as a team?
2: So we won... Um, women's expert doubles in Vegas. This is probably five years ago. And that was a really cool thing to win together. Yeah. Because we there were some tournaments where we didn't play that well together. But that was a that like I will always really (laughs) (laughs) cherish that moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh,
1: that's so great.
2: Yeah. Very random. Yeah. It is
1: totally random. Yeah. But it's it's great. Thanks. It's like people like I was always envious of people that like just had a ping pong table in the living room Mm -hmm. where they just had a uh, Pac-Man machine in the kitchen it was like these people know how to live
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like bills might not be getting paid but these people <laughs> boy they know how to have a good time it's a weird thing to grow yeah. up having foosball tables everywhere but yeah.
1: yeah well it must have been pretty easy for you like I grew up in everybody had straight jobs everybody okay. was you know there wasn't one person in entertainment or foosball or <laughs> yeah or like you know, yo. Raising oxen. There wasn't like, there was, <laughs> yeah. it was all just jobs. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like you had to learn, like, oh, there's other ways to live. Yeah. There are other ways to exist.
2: Yeah. I do think them living those lives did help me v- just give comedy a try. Yeah. And be like, you know, it is possible. I'm seeing my parents do the things they love. Yeah. So, like, let's just see. Right. So that was nice.
1: Yeah. And so many people, like, like when you say like they were a little hesitant or your dad was yeah um he, he, i mean he's got to know f- there's friends that had straight jobs that end up like getting fired and having oh, no career yes. it's like show business isn't that unreliable compared to what can happen to you in a job
2: it's so true i think it's comedy is such a business that like nobody knows unless you're in it yeah from the outside as i even my best friends from home i think are probably like yeah we don't know what you're doing (laughs) like they're so proud of me and so happy for me but they like to understand how touring works and all that it's just like a very different world than a conventional career and so i think as a parent my dad picturing me trying to get successful enough in this business that you could do it for a living to him was just like I mean it's yeah. statistically impossible <laughs> right. which it, it is I mean it's it yeah. is such a weird thing to do yeah but
1: were you funny when you were little
2: um I think I was goofy when I was little with the people that I felt comfortable with mm-hmm. and then I was pretty shy when I was not comfortable around people uh-huh. I was pretty quiet kind of introverted and then yeah as I got older I just I really loved making my friends laugh. Like if something embarrassing had happened, I loved telling them and, and making them laugh. But uh, I was very kind of like straight A student, didn't want to take risks. That's why I thought I wanted to do, be a high, I wanted to be a high school math teacher at the high school I went to in my <laughs> tiny town I grew up in. That's like how right. little uncertainty <laughs> I wanted in my life. Yeah. I just was like, let's just that. do exactly what I can picture doing. And then comedy is complete zero certainty
1: but where's that pop into the equation
2: so i um i got halfway through college doing the math major and i was in calculus three and just dreading class every day Uh, and was like yeah this is this is so different than what i thought
1: yeah i thought i was
2: just gonna teach like you know honors algebra two
1: and right it, it's, 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 it's all you need to know.
2: Yeah. And it turns <laughs> out it's like they want you to be pretty fucking smart. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I really don't want to keep doing this. So what year is that? That was at the end of my sophomore year. Uh-huh. And ju- yeah, just miserable. Uh, our professor was Russian and spoke just kind of like broken English. And so Uh the whole, like the whole class was failing the class because we were all just trying to teach ourselves calculus three out of these textbooks from the eighties. It was brutal. So um, I switched to a broadcast production major Uh and one of the first classes that you had to take was public speaking. Uh And I had ended up turning almost all of my assignments into like, like SNL like just like comedy like I was I was being such a weird person I was like showing up in like costume like like I was doing the summer course so it was like only 18 people in the class and most of them were foreign exchange students from Japan (laughs) and I think it was like a couple other people from America in the class and it was like you'd have to give a eulogy and I gave a eulogy of myself but like (laughs) in character as somebody else and I'm sure everybody in class is <laughs> just like like she is going through something like she's this working it out
1: like, <laughs> we're here for the credits she's, she's here for really, therapy yeah,
2: she's either <laughs> really happy or so sad like <laughs> either one but my professor had pulled me aside after class one day and he's like you know like you should go do an open mic uh-huh. because he's like this is all really funny it's like I can tell that you're really happy doing this it's just like you should keep doing it
1: outside yeah. of
2: class yeah because this is obviously like yeah. not the right just don't do it here can you please leave the wigs at home like you're startling everybody
1: it's funny to think that your whole career may have been pushed by someone who just wanted you to calm down <laughs> in this <not>, class <laughs> Enough of this. Just give you a different outlet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Go burn your energy out in this dog park. I know. And then come back. (laughs) I know.
2: He was so sweet. And I really do credit him for making me feel like oh I guess maybe I should try this because he was genuinely like I would make him laugh in class and that was such an addicting feeling right and uh so I (laughs) started doing open mics at the college and where was your school uh Washington State University
1: oh okay so there was open mics around there
2: it was just a monthly open mic in the school's cafeteria which is a very dark way to start yeah I mean nobody you're just a nuisance nobody's (laughs) (laughs) everybody has mashed potatoes in their Mouth, I just want to eat clank and silverware nobody <laughs> nobody cares this. <laughs> no and uh and then i started a weekly show my senior year to try to give myself and the other people that were trying to do it uh-huh. an opportunity to just like do it more often because once a month right. that's a real slow trajectory yeah. to get yeah. better yeah and yeah i did that and then moved to seattle and i was in the seattle scene for about four years and then la and then Spokane, nice. Minnesota. So wow. it's been all over the place. Yeah. yeah. What
1: was your uh, was the Tonight Show?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of like a, a real benchmark. Definitely. That
2: oh yeah i I had been touring with Jim Norton for a few years. Right.
1: Sorry about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Deepest condolences. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's so great i always I call him. him my comedy fairy godmother because he like really changed my life i mean he made it right. possible for me to do it full-time but it's just so funny to picture jim norton who's this like you know self-proclaimed
1: degenerate it being actually this,
2: like you know whimsical like blessing no like
1: stardust and yeah, being like, it's <laughs> it's kind of like it's a wonderful life kind of angel like, you yeah. could totally see jim in like wings yeah and a toga
0: <laughs> totally. <Just kind> of
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> With a little halo askew. <laughs> yeah. Complaining about his coffee or something. Yeah. He had a very funny bit on uh, Instagram last night about, uh, who is he talking about? Madonna? Oh Yeah, the Madonna. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. About how... It's hard being a sex symbol and then losing it. And that's the advantage of his life is he never was. So Everybody's <laughs> pretty much like, the same. Yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. So
2: funny. <laughs> it was great to watch him on the road for a few years because he is so brilliant and funny. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I had been touring with him for a <laughs> while and then did the Tonight show and then did um, This Is Not Happening on Comedy Central right around right. the same time. And so those two things, I think, helped me kind of transition into headlining. Yeah. The clubs, you know, they just want like the logos, I think, at a certain point and to feel like you could maybe yeah. start to put some butts in seats.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But also just on a creative level, you you looked very established in both of those sets. Oh. You looked very professional and like this is... Oh,
2: thank you. Yeah,
1: there was a there was definitely a um a level of professionalism that i think of oh I, thank you i think like right like clubs would see and be like yeah yeah okay thanks yeah and then of course it's the you know <laughs> are we gonna have two shows on saturday or one
0: right <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah
1: right which is always part of the thing but <laughs> yeah but definitely it seems so what how long had you been doing when you did both of those spots
2: so, um, I started comedy when I was 20 and I did those, I think when I was 28, so about eight years in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Yeah. This will be that year 13, ready. which is yeah, crazy how like at a certain point, like just clumps of years go by and you're like, oh my God.
1: Insane. weird. Yeah. Really weird. weird. I know. It yeah. is really strange. You see these people that are just like, oh wow, we've been like, that you started with you're like really this long <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, it's like oh maybe yeah. don't tell people it's been that long because it doesn't <laughs> right. match
2: yeah and then just found out um a few days ago that i'm doing the tonight show again in two weeks and so nice. i'm excited for that and uh feel grateful that i've done it once to kind of get at least those first nerves out of the way of like now i can at least yeah. picture exactly right. what it looks like to like walk out and stand on the clover and right know what that is yeah exactly yeah
1: anytime something's new it's just okay this is may not be terrifying but you gotta get the yeah rhythm of it and then when you return it's like okay yeah this is so much easier
2: yeah still i i I think i definitely will still have some nerves but sure um, that would tonight show i feel like at least at that time it felt like comics were doing other things first on TV before they would do The Tonight Show. Uh-huh. And The Tonight Show ended up being like the first TV thing I did. Uh-huh. So that felt a little like, ooh, I wish I had some more TV right. <laughs> experience under my <laughs> belt because this feels like very high pressure to do this first. But yeah, um, but yeah I'm, I'm so glad I got to do it then.
1: Right. so what do you eat for lunch when you don't have a sandwich
2: (laughs) so (laughs) now that i found that other bread i can have actual sandwiches right before you put on it i do um turkey Mm -hmm. i do dairy-free cheese because i still i I don't do dairy because i just like i I can't find a way to eat dairy that doesn't mess up my stomach
1: yeah so what is what's the dairy-free cheese that so like.
2: there's a brand called Follow Your Heart, which uh-huh. sounds like just the most fitting <laughs> vegan <laughs> yeah. you know, brand name. But their sliced cheese yeah. is unbelievable. Kite Hill makes a great um, cream cheese and ricotta. So there are a few brands that do certain uh-huh. types of cheese very well.
1: I was just talking with a vegan friend of mine, and he was complaining how he has not found the cheese uh, that the makes him happy. Dreams. Yeah.
2: If, if it he's always has from, that
1: little tang at the oh, end. yeah,
2: that, I haven't found a shredded one that doesn't have that weird yeah. tang.
1: Was it Dio?
2: Yeah, Dia.
1: Dia. Uh huh. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is close. Yeah. And then not uh, really. <laughs> I know. It, it's, what it's, is it that? It leaves thing? that thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's a nut. Cheese thing, or yeah, but just that it just grabs you, yeah, it
2: won't let you not taste it. You're like, Oh, this
1: is good, this is nachos, this is just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh
2: my god, that's it's so true. I've tried yeah. to have, um, like it doesn't matter what you combine it with, it. it it comes out
1: yeah but the slice doesn't do it
2: no i don't taste any of the yeah on a slice really it's re- yeah that follow your heart brand is very very good
1: follow your heart all right this is a this is inspiring yeah they do S- a good so no butter no butter butter in things butter and no bu- no butter no butter wow i, just, I know did but you i do lose feel a lot of great. weight on
2: this i did yeah how much I... heavier were you I think I had a lot. I'm trying to remember because it really has been like 10 years almost. Yeah. Um, I think I lost almost 20 pounds, like 15 to 20, which for me, that was a lot because I'm 5'4".
1: That's a lot.
2: But I, you know, I was drinking a lot of beer. Sure. I was very depressed. Oh, you can have beer. That's fermented. Kind of, yeah. Right. I was very depressed working um, as a receptionist and doing comedy at night in Seattle. And I was exhausted. You know, when you're doing like all hours of work Yeah, and I would go, I was in Seattle and I would um, take my lunch breaks comically early at like 10 in the morning and I would walk to a place nearby and I would get warm, soft pretzels with beer cheese sauce. And I would just like put my hood up and just like, just house an entire (laughs) soft pretzel at like 10 in the morning, just dead inside
1: (sighs) was that was a tough. one. Something's gonna fill the dead inside hole, though.
2: That's <laughs> yeah,
1: a, that's a good place to poke around.
2: Yeah. So I used to. I, this is just to say that I was doing that. I was drinking a lot of beer. I was. Uh, so I was. I was puffy. Puffy. I don't think anybody would have looked at yeah. me and thought necessarily like overweight, but like. Yeah. Puffy. I did. You know what? I forgot about this. A woman thought I was pregnant, actually, but I think it was. I think it was less like the weight on my body. I used to hold some weight on my face, uh-huh. kind of have chipmunk cheeks, yeah. and then I was wearing a coat in Seattle that was like a pea coat that would tie under your boob and kind of poof out a little. Uh-huh. And my friend and I, <laughs> on our lunch break, went and got ice cream, and it was this French ice cream shop. And the lady handed me my cone, and she goes, "So, what are you do?" <laughs> And I was so confused because I hadn't had that happen before. And we just stared at each other for a second. She was like waiting for me to respond and Uh, I was waiting for her to explain. And then we both at the same time realized, I realized that she thought I was pregnant and she realized I wasn't. And she was like, oh, I'm I'm so, she was so mortified. And I was standing there with ice cream thinking like there could not be a worse time to be handed ice cream. (laughs) than when somebody just thought Enjoy I mean it. it was just like immediately in the trash, like, Okay. <laughs> like does
0: six and here's bucks your tubby. Yeah.
2: Do you do you have a noose back there too? Like do you have cyanide pills as toppings? I just was yeah, that was oh. a low point. So doing the candida thing did help me um lose quite yeah. a bit of weight, but
1: I know. And I did a uh I did this thing, it was kinda like the whole 30 is kind of that way where like you eliminate these main things in your diet for a month, right? Meat, cheese, no dairy alcohol. And there's another one in there. It's not bread. And, uh, it was the cheese was the thing that I abused. Like you get a clear yes. sense of what you mm-hmm. really miss and what you really, yeah. And man, I dropped weight like that.
2: Really cutting
1: cheese and that, all that stuff out yeah immediately yeah that, that was a big one
2: yeah people were i've never had that in my life where i would like show up to comedy clubs and people were like oh my god i didn't recognize you right like that's how i mean my face just like deflated right it's felt like somebody <laughs> popped my body like a yeah. balloon and
1: just went, your face is where you can someone told me that they, they actually could tell when people weren't having any dairy products is their oh. face they can, can tell from people's how, yeah. how much more chiseled and is that crazy yeah
2: i didn't think i even physically had cheekbones i thought that my body just didn't have that bone i just thought i was going to be like a very like round-faced gal my whole life and then um yeah i was like oh you're just for hiding but i didn't know um what was
1: food when you were growing up who was the cook in this crazy foosball family a lot of takeout a lot of
0: cereal
2: my mom my mom was not much of a cook a lot of uh, a lot of craft mac and cheese, a lot of lean cuisines, right? <laughs> a lot of Pizza Hut, mm. and then uh, my dad. So my parents divorced when I was young, and then um, my dad and stepmom that became this blended family with four kids and so they were always cooking on a budget i had a lot of like canned food growing up like a lot of (laughs) bunker food canned green beans Uh canned pears things that if i smell them now i want to vomit violently (laughs) like i have such a visceral reaction to that so yeah um you know they were all they were all doing their best
1: right right but
2: yeah it wasn't kind of good though yeah. Because
1: you don't have like these family ties to all these foods that you can't eat anymore.
0: <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like
1: I have a hard time mm. quitting stuff from this Italian upbringing that
0: Oh, sure. Like when
1: I when I went home and was like I'm a vegan now, they were like why don't you just spit on all of your ancestors' graves? Why don't you just right? kick your mother right in the stomach? What is wrong with you?
2: yeah culturally that is such a huge part of it yeah yeah i mean we were just trash in spokane where like if we went out to (laughs) olive garden that was like a really like that was a big thing that was exotic red robin (laughs) red lobster all the uh, red chilies yeah that was like a fancy that was like a birthday
1: right (laughs) meal
2: so i I had a very different idea of
1: how old were uh, they when you when they split how old were you when they split
2: um five Mm-hmm. five. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Maybe almost six, but, that's um, a hard age. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was, that was not easy. Those were some very tough years. It was not, um, a good divorce. And yeah, but I do think, uh, like, uh, that's kind of the silver lining of comedy. is like, I do mm-hmm. think that probably helped form some trauma to make me funnier. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, at the least, I, I think that, yeah, it made me want to say did, some things.
1: How long did it take to work it out? Or are you still working it out?
2: Uh, like, w- for me to work out my Yeah, just divorce? to feel
1: like, yeah. Like, um, like, this is okay. This is... This is livable where it's not like the main thing you're thinking about as a kid.
2: Uh, Oh, probably once I got a car, once I was able to feel a little bit more independent, like I wasn't fully locked into the divorce agreement of you're at this house these days, you're at this house these days. When I felt like I could, you know, be more of an adult, that helps me, I think.
1: Have agency in where you're going to go.
2: have some distance from it. But before then- That's a long
1: run. From the five ten years, to ten, yeah. Shit.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was tough. Yeah, but hard. I do feel very lucky that I have a really good relationship with all of my parents
1: right. now. So
2: yeah, um, but yeah, it took a while.
1: And Did it um, make you look at boys differently?
2: Um, what do you mean? Like in what way?
1: Are you afraid of commitment because someone's gonna split?
2: Oh no, you know it's. I think when I look, at, so my dad married um, the woman that he like decided to be with. It's right. my mom. So then they have had a you know thirty year marriage or whatever. Right. So it's like, it's hard. I think one of the lessons I tried to pull from seeing that was like, um, you know, sometimes people make mistakes. Like mm-hmm. I know my dad. I think has regrets about things, but it does seem like he is happy with the person he's with mm-hmm. and I don't know as a child in that house if I would have wanted them to stay together if they if, if one or both really of them weren't unhappy. happy yeah so um I haven't had commitment fears really which is I think Ben probably a miracle after coming out of divorce. But yeah, yeah. but I, you know, I was married um, myself. I got uh, actually divorced a week before COVID hit, which is something I talk about in uh, my special that's coming out. But yeah, and then um, now- What's the name of your special, by the way? It's called The Hustler. The so Hustler? So it's about- um, And this is
1: the Hustler tour that we're on.
2: Um, yeah, I just wrapped The Hustler tour. This okay. one's called The Nice Try Tour now, but it's still kind of foosball themed. So okay. I do the bit <laughs> about hustling people in um, this special. That's right. Coming out. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And where
1: can people see it?
2: So it will be out on YouTube on March 9th okay. for free everywhere. If people want to get it early, it will be um, available Purchase on my website, kelseycook.com, on February 28th. You'll get like nice. a signed poster and a audio download, and all that. We're trying to make it, oh, you know, like nice. a bundle. that's a good but, idea, but it will be everywhere March 9th.
1: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, oh, that's great. Thanks. Yeah, um, what were we saying right before the oh, we're talking about getting the... divorced and oh, yeah, then you mm-hmm. right, oh, right before COVID, right before COVID, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that was perfect timing, though.
2: Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, well. Good and bad, right? I mean, I think there's that perspective of like um, what would life have been like if we hadn't. But also it was like the most isolating time for everybody. And it felt very much um, more prominent to go from like living with somebody for eight years into living alone in a global pandemic. It felt... I felt like I was on some sort of like Guy Fieri reality shows like extreme divorce. It was just like you really felt divorced to be living alone in a global pandemic. Where Where were you? I was actually uh, here in LA. You were
1: here. Mm -hmm. So you had your friends, you had, well, kind of.
2: I I had like a few, you know, my friends that lived here, but I had a lot of friends back home, my family back home. And usually if you go through a large, you know, you've been together for a long time. Yeah. Uh, a massive life change, you in other circumstances would go be with your family, you'd go see your friends, you know, do things that brought you comfort. And it was like a legal mandate. It was like you can't leave.
1: Yeah. God. So did you do okay?
2: Um, you know, there are some ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. A lot of long walks. <laughs> yeah. A lot of uh, uh you know, it's it was yeah. hard. It was yeah. really hard. And but did you
1: say that you got the foosball table during the pandemic?
2: I had that. Yeah. So, so <laughs> there's times <laughs> Was it before practicing or after? foosball. Um, so we had it in our place and then um, I took it with me into the apartment I moved into. You
1: got, you got custody of it? The- <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't think he wanted it. I don't think he had like a big attachment to it or anything. They're also so loud. Like they're not a <laughs> <You're right>. pleasant.
1: <laughs> yeah. thing.
2: But I sold mine here in LA uh-huh. and then um, just moved in with... My boyfriend in Minnesota, and he got me a, a foosball table in our new place as a Christmas gift. which is uh, so This so is gonna nice. be a good relationship. Yeah, it was such Can an. Can we amazing, say who it is? Yeah, it's uh, Chad Daniels. Yeah, great comedian. Great comedian. Yeah, so um, that was an amazing surprise. I was in complete shock. So that makes Very perfect great gift.
1: sense that he would nail that gift. <laughs> I don't. I only know him a little bit. Yeah, and I, t- I told you before we started. I the. the you just get a real comfortable like vibe that, oh, this is a this is a good guy that, yeah, kind of has things figured out is the the vibe I get from him.
2: Yeah, yeah, great human, and that's a great way to put it too. That like I think he's always understood what is important mm-hmm. in life. Yeah, um, or at least yeah, maybe a balance. Be- yeah, like becoming a parent, I'm sure, has to really shift that in comedy and be like, how am I gonna sleep at night? Like, right. am I going to feel okay putting certain things in my career way above being a dad and mm-hmm. having to try to find that balance? I can't imagine how hard that is. But yeah, he's always been somebody that I think is very mindful of what is really important in life.
1: So when did you start living with him?
2: Uh, just like five weeks ago. I moved to Minnesota in January, in like January. a psycho. Yeah. I mean... So
1: you've never been through a... A, a Minnesota a, winter? A Minnesota winter. This is my first. This is very exciting because I <laughs> always it? yeah because I've always really thought about that upper Midwest life going full year cycle.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'm probably not going to do it so it'll be good to watch someone else do it.
2: <laughs> Suffer through
1: and see how it goes. Yeah. I was just touring in um, upper Michigan and Wisconsin.
2: Oh, yeah. And I Similar. told my
1: wife we should move to Kohler, Wisconsin. <laughs> we, she's like...
2: I did that gig. She was like, no. The, did you do like the resort, the Kohler resort?
1: Uh, No, it was a... It was a, like a school theater.
2: Oh, okay. I performed at like, you know, Kohler that makes the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. have a resort up there. Yeah, they with, own
1: the... Right, the American Club. Yes, or, yeah. Right, I yeah. performed
2: there years and years ago, and I was like, the shower with a... 47 shower heads. It was
1: crazy. (laughs) What was so crazy was they own the whole town. Kohler owns the whole town. It was like a family that started the whole thing. Yeah. And I literally was in the green room in my dressing room doing the waving underneath. It was like a bad bit that I couldn't get the sink to work at Kohler. You're
2: like, if not here, then where? (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. But I came back from that. I'm like, we should live there. These people are so nice and everybody looks healthy and yeah they're just so nice to you in the stores i didn't hear a a police siren the entire two days i was there i'm like we should live there yeah and my wife's like i'm gonna let this phase go by and we're not gonna live in, in the cold wisconsin winters and there's no way yeah it was cold though holy shit it was cold
2: it's intense
1: you're gonna have to get good socks
2: Yes, I I invested in, in some REI socks. Being from Spokane originally, at least that's not like the most insane culture shock. Sure. Because Spokane does get, we're the same latitude, it does get cold. But that wind and coming off the water Yeah, in Minneapolis, like it's not uncommon to wake up right now and have your phone app say it's like negative <laughs> 13. And that's not what it feels like, that's what it actually is. Right. And... Uh, Yeah, I've been learning, like, trying to use a bidet in the winter there is... Something. I mean, the water feels like local anesthesia. It's like the coldest. Like you don't feel your beehole for weeks. It's just like you have to really decide, like how, like much do I care about this being clean right now? Because this is
1: probably don't even have to because you're not going to be taking your clothes off (laughs)
2: for
1: for months.
2: Not not really (laughs) circumstance. Yeah, it's. uh,
1: And is he Hardy? Like is he?
2: He's a Hardy Minnesota man. So he's. Yeah, he's.
1: Lived it forever. Yeah. So he knows.
2: Yeah. He took me uh we went golf you know, top golf. Yeah. So there's one in Fargo called Sweet Shots because like of course it has to be like the it's like, you know, like the Kroger uh, yeah. <laughs> top golf in
0: Fargo. <laughs> right. And
2: um <laughs> we went out with a couple of his friends there was this in December? I think this was in December. And it was six degrees. And he was like, well, there'll be heat lamps. And I was like, okay. But it's still, anytime you do this taco, it, the whole front is open. It's just yeah, wide open. Right. You're standing there You're golfing. Outside. I stood there for two seconds by a heat lamp. And I was like, I'm going to eat tacos in the lobby. Like, <laughs> you guys have a nice time. And they're like not even wearing jackets. They're just wearing
1: sweatshirts. Oh, my God.
2: Golfing, drinking tequila. Like, totally fine. It's so Their crazy. blood's different. It's, I Their really. Their blood is different. It's different.
1: They're like creatures that live in the woods. Yes, and, and they have <laughs> yeah. thick syrupy blood. He's
2: like something from Harry Potter. Like, He's like hundred found in the deep forest yeah. and I just feel like this bird person <laughs> that I, there was no way I could. I was like, I don't mean to be a party pooper. Yeah. You know, when you're like meeting some of their new friends for the first time, you want to make a great impression right. and I just was like, I am so sorry, but mm-hmm. I think we're going to take me to the ER if like we, we I don't go inside. This is crazy.
1: I wonder if it'll change you. It has Maybe. to, if you stick it out. Yeah. In your mind, uh, he won't listen to this in I- your mind. <laughs> do you feel like oh, eventually you can get him out of there or do you feel like you're, I'm going to be here forever.
2: I think I knew that the, that me moving there was going to be me living there forever. Right. So
1: now you might turn into like, I cause I had a woman pick me up. wasn't, oh, I was in Traverse city and it was like right on the water, like super cold. Yeah. And, uh, she picked me up and she was, I don't know, well, it's hard to say. I would say she's probably 68, she, okay. she might be 50. <laughs> <laughs> sure. They're hardy. Minnesota. Different, right? It's that a different, wind? It's not in LA
2: oh my God. Yeah.
1: 50. It's like, Absolutely not. But yeah. she was so great, like unfazed by the yeah. weather, by the cold, by yeah. any aggravation. Just even keeled, we're going to get through it kind of people.
2: Yes. And so kind. Very appealing. It is. Yeah. Because Spokane people are very kind, you know, just polite. Mm -hmm. a lot of pleasantries and I grew up around that and when I moved to LA and was here for those six years that was such a shock to me
1: it is a shock it is different
2: yeah the whole like if you hold the door open for people sometimes they just blow by you that was very different to me and it's nice to be in It, it does feel very homey and
1: people are so nice it's hard when you're here and you're friendly
2: it's a tough place to be friendly
1: like when I would run through the neighborhood, you know, jogging, and I waved to everybody.
0: Yeah. Like a
1: clown. <laughs> like if I had been in Kohler, Wisconsin, they'd be all waving back, and I would feel like I, I wouldn't even clock it.
2: <laughs> like a clown. <laughs> something about that visual that's so funny (laughs) just this like dopey guy hi
1: (laughs) and they're not saying they're looking the other way we're looking right at you and not saying anything and you're like oh that's
2: the weirdest me i guess is the eye contact
1: yeah and and nothing nothing not giving you anything yeah weirdo yeah but that isn't that isn't i had gabby reese on on the podcast and she i was said i said they may have beaten me like i think i'm a little less friendly now and she's like don't you do it yeah and she kind of gave me the assignment like you didn't yeah. know go harder into it yeah and and i have i kind of took her advice
2: good yeah and
1: it is better i think so but have you seen that ad you know those series of ads where they uh t- don't turn into your parents
2: oh my god yeah those are genuinely very funny commercials They're legit
1: funny yeah and the new round has a guy on an elevator.
2: Yes, yes.
1: I'm that guy.
0: I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I God.
1: Cause I was on a, I was guy at the lounge in Dallas and I was, and everyone just got on, it was early and everyone's was kind of cranky. It was like, yeah. I don't know, six people and this older woman in a bright orange down jacket was just looking at everybody. And she goes, so where are you going? And where are you going? And I'm, and i oh, you're going to, ha- and everybody got, gave her an answer. Was, yeah. And this is just a short little elevator ride. Yeah. She changed the whole elevator. By the time oh, the doors wow. opened up, everyone walked out. Everyone was like, have a great time in Boise. All right. Have fun in Florida. Ha ha. And she completely yeah. transformed it. So yeah. I'm like, I'm going to be that guy. And then that ad came out and I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to be that guy? Do
2: I want to be that guy? Yeah. How do you yeah. feel about grocery store interactions with the um with the person scanning your groceries?
1: I love it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I call them my girlfriends. <laughs> 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 They're like my I'm like my I, my daughter's like when they come with me cuz oh I like ch- I do like going to the supermarket like it's yeah. cuz I'm planning the food and it's yeah. kind of my role and uh and I have a couple that I really like. Yeah. Yeah, I love them all.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. That was that was a change I noticed for myself that when I lived in L.A., it had kind of broken me down into,
0: <laughs> yeah. w-
2: being at grocery store like I uh-huh. didn't even want to interact. I feel like most the times they didn't want to interact either, right? But if they did, I would almost be the person that was more like short answers, just kind of like trying to get out of there because I was so stressed always living here.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: My friend has described living here as being on a treadmill that's always set a little too fast (laughs) like every (laughs) aspect of living is harder like going to the grocery store isn't just that you roll up to the it's like Maybe you have to deal with a parking garage and put your cart on one of those weird cart escalators. Yeah. And if you add that up, by the end of the day, yeah. you've done more than you needed to do to just live. Yeah. And so I used to feel pretty stressed going to the grocery store here. Mm-hmm. And then when I was living in Spokane again for a couple of years, I was like, oh my God, if they were like scanning cat food, they'd be like, <laughs> Oh, do you have a cat? I'd be like, yeah, oh my God, do you have a cat? Like I would become the person that was very yeah. Yeah. I really liked talking to them. And I was like, oh, this feels like myself again. This is I
1: know. Nice. Yeah. That's really the way you should live. Yeah. And you can, you know, you can try and be the friendly person here and do that. Yeah. But you are swimming upstream. <laughs> <laughs> you really you are. You are. Yeah. This city. Bonnie yeah. McFarland. You know, Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Bonnie. She's a, uh, she's just the greatest. Yeah. And she had a funny, she said she was on the road. Uh she was on the road somewhere and she was like getting kind of like tired of the friendly mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. And she's just and just seeing like wow, everyone talks everywhere. And then she flew back to Newark and went up to the Starbucks in Newark and the woman behind the register just looked up and went, "What?"
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she's like,
2: I'm home. <laughs> uh, I'm back. I was in, I came from Portland, so I was at um, Helium Comedy Club over the weekend, and Portland, of course, is known for, like, just, of course, like, some very eccentric, yeah, almost too friendly of people, uh-huh. and the woman checking me in at the hotel, within 10 seconds of checking me in, had told me that she was learning how to roller skate, <laughs> that she's been covering a lot of punk rock songs on her ukulele where you're just like, how did you even find a way to get these pieces of information into the conversation? I certainly didn't ask anything about them. Right. And then she had handed me my room keys and she goes, all right, well come back down here and hang out with me if you want. (laughs) And I was just like, I don't. I like what a weird
1: Uh. world that
2: would be that I would fly all the way here just and then come be in the lobby where there's no chairs like you want me to just like pop a squat next to you
1: <laughs> help check in people
2: yeah it just sometimes I feel like <laughs> that level of friendly turns into a hostage situation where yeah you're like, I just I just want to sleep
1: yeah I right like, exactly you're so nice and but... now you're like scurrying out of the hotel <laughs> trying to make eye contact yeah. hoping that she's involved with someone oh, else yeah it is difficult but man and and I think that's what the thing I was craving with the Kohler and why I'm excited for You to go live this life is because it's fewer people. I think it's just literally density.
0: Yes, I I think because
1: I went from Kohler and I had to drive to to Chicago and just feel it growing. You just feel the the humanity growing by the time you get down there, and it's like I just I just want to be like in a cabin anywhere. Yes, you know what I mean. Just (laughs) to just to not be around human beings for a, a minute.
2: You need a break. Yeah our job is in front of so many human
1: beings it's constantly kind
2: of nice to like yeah hibernate a little bit during the week.
1: Yeah. Where are you going to be next?
2: So I will be, um, I go to New York for the tonight show and then I go from there to Cincinnati for shows in March Then I'm in Kearney, Nebraska for a random weekend And then uh, Acme in Minneapolis at the end of March, which I'm excited for. So San Francisco, Denver, Chicago, lots coming up in the next couple of months.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And uh, so what's your, when are you in New York?
2: So um, I will be there Sunday, the 26th through Wednesday, March 1st. So I'm doing the Tonight Show on Tuesday, February 28th. Got
1: it. All right. I'm going to be there the week before.
2: Oh, I'll just miss you.
1: Rats. Yeah. Rats. Yeah. (sighs) This is exciting though yeah it's gonna be very cool a lot of good things are happening it's very nice
2: thanks and thank you for having me on i've truly been a fan of yours for a very long time and um thank you just love your comedy so much so it was fun to come on and talk to you.
1: thank you you. yeah absolutely and um you know just let me know where the bread ended up even if it's a a stranger someone in a lobby just just let me know where it went
2: so much goes into it what kind of bread is it
1: this is a uh, this is a sourdough. It's oh. it's called an overnight country blonde. Oh my god! So it has um, whole wheat, all purpose, and white rye. Wow! Kind of all mixed together. Oh my god! It's not. It's gonna taste shitty. Don't don't put yourself up.
2: It also sounds like an OnlyFans category. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that was. Overnight country blonde. Overnight country blonde. <laughs> right. Yeah, but man, I, yeah. I do miss sourdough. Sourdoughs are delicious.
1: <laughs> yeah and man i wonder if my daughter maybe she has candida in her candida candida in her belly
2: does she have is skin oh little bumps
1: um mm, uh, more like know. acne yeah
2: okay yeah has she been on antibiotics before
1: not heavily okay not really uh, that's crazy they gave you that much antibiotics <sighs> in the beginning of your little life
2: i know i had
1: a similar thing when i went to get my haircut when i was 16 and he took shaving cream and he shaved me i didn't even need it and he shaved my ears he put and i was like i don't (laughs) think this is a thing but i didn't know i'm 16 sold italian barber with a straight edge (gasps) and he shaved my ears and i literally have like ear maintenance i have to tend to Oh, my God. Because it should not be shaved and grow in like a forest.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: But you don't know. You're a kid. You're just like, all right, she's just going to do this to my whole face.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's that kind (laughs) of, it's that people pleaser thing that kicks in when you're in a setting like that. And somebody's like, oh, we're doing this for free. You're just kind of like, okay. (laughs) You're like not thinking about what the potential, like what they're actually qualified to do. not at all. And it's my face. You know, she waxed my whole face. (laughs) And then put dirty oil in it. And I like, isn't that crazy that one day robbed me of pizza and burgers for the rest of my life? For the
1: rest of your life. And I have mad ear hair. (laughs) So let that be a lesson, kids.
2: Um, Geppetto, (laughs) shaving your ears. God.
1: Well, this was really great. Thank you so Uh, much for having me on. And uh, say hi to Chad and and keep... I guess I just have to follow you on social media to see what the updates are. But if I... I will break the... Social media wall once in a while to ask questions about this new life. I would love that. Yeah, Yeah, just to see how it's going and how much. What do they eat up there? Sturgeon or something? There's like a lot of sturgeon or something.
2: A lot of wild rice, (laughs) (laughs) chicken soups, and yeah, it's a whole thing. All
1: right. All right. right. Thank you. you. Bye. We got it, Aaron. There you have it, everybody. That's Kelsey Cook good person, funny person. Keep an eye out for her special, uh, The Hustler, which will be out in March and on the YouTube. Go to KelseyCook.com. Look up all of her tour dates. Very funny person. Go to YouTube and look up her last Tonight Show and her uh, This Is Not Happening. Very funny sets and uh, and enjoy. Thank you very much to Kelsey for being here. Thank you for all of you for listening. Thank you to Diet Smoke for sponsoring and go to tompapa.com. Look up all this stuff. And also, um, my new book. Also, we're going to start talking about this a lot more. Uh, we're all in this together. So make some room is ready for pre-order now. And uh, we're going to have a lot of book events and things coming up, which we'll be talking about in the near future. All right. That's it kids. Enjoy your day.